Welcome to the Science and Spirituality Podcast, where we dive deep into universal spiritual principles and ground them in modern science. My name is Chris Carton. And my name is Kevin Carton. And we are committed to simplifying the spiritual side of success for you with easy to understand scientific research so you can walk away with practical tools to create radical transformations in your life. Let's get started. Welcome to the second episode. <laughs> Wait, sorry. <laughs> Should I say like welcome to the second episode? No. Like, All let's right. get started. <clears throat> so. Bro. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm going to start it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, got, you, got, you got two takes. All right. One more try. <clears throat> Throughout human history, when you look back on humans and how we've developed throughout history and time, <laughs> i'm sorry we're gonna right. keep that but it's just right. funny because like you said like in if we look back at human history at humans <laughs> or something like that but let, I, I wanted to begin it anyway you got your third strike all right where it go so in this episode we want to really dive into more of the spirituality of of life just why we're alive and and why we're here that's a very big question I believe that everyone comes to ask themselves at some point in their lives and and why you know like why are we here and we we're going to provide some answers in our own our own perception but um yeah just wanted to dive into that because this is the science and spirituality podcast and so like we talked a lot about science in the first episode but we want to go a bit more leaning towards the spirituality of things in this episode so Go on what you were saying, Chris. It was just the introduction, like the beginning of it wasn't, it, for, it, I just, it wasn't like jiving yeah. with it. So <clears throat> you tell. I, I mean, I was just thinking that like throughout human history, the way that we as a people and we as a species have came across some of our biggest scientific discoveries was coming from a place of curiosity and asking why we're here and trying to figure out more about the world that we live in, you know, staring up at the stars, like inventing telescopes, like trying to figure out just makes sense of where we are in time and space. Yeah. And I think as our instruments have gotten more advanced and as we've discovered more and more stuff, there's still this underlying question of why we're here that science still hasn't been able to answer. And so mm. I think as you, and, and this is what I've noticed in today's day and age, the, the more that science is advancing, the more that spirituality and, and the other, the kind of like the, I don't, I don't know what to call it, just the other side of science with like yoga and complementary medicine and mm. mind body stuff and just all these other alternative modalities are kind of rising up with the same amount of strength as the new sciences because the more and more we learn about the world, the more and more we don't know. And the more curious we get as humans and, you know, as humans, that's what we want to do. We want to expand and we want to grow. We want to learn about things. And so it's from that basis of curiosity that a lot of our amazing inventions in science have come, but it also just leaves that space to, to think more about spirituality as well. Yeah. And like you said that it's, it's, uh, as we grow, it's like, we still have that, that yearning for more mm -hmm. that I believe like is the basis, like the backing of all things. And it's actually like, the backing of the basis of, and the basis of science. So like, why has science come to be? It's because humans have been curious about certain things, just like Autumn right now. She's being super curious 
about what's on my desk right now. And she's just like climbing up like right next to the, the microphone. It's just life. Like life itself is seeking more. And, and so like there's that, that it's, it's kind of intangible to talk. It's, it's, it's hard to touch, hard to talk about because the very fact of talking about it, the words that we use starts to put more of the, the concrete nature to it, Mm -hmm. but it's not concrete, like spirituality, spirit, God, source, infinite intelligence, the creator of this universe cannot be described. Right. But we as humans have always wanted to describe that. That's why religions had formed because we wanted a, a systemized way of connecting with this higher power. But it's, it's, I mean, we can talk at length about that of like the, 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 um, the terrible, or I wouldn't even actually, um, I was going to go and saying like how, how bad, like what, what are the causes of religion, like what religion has caused in, in history and it has seemingly been bad, but I actually like pause for a second because I reject, I came back on that because I've been reading a book. I finished it, but it's just been still like, like turning over in my mind, a book uh, by Wallace Waddles called the science of being great mm-hmm. in it. He talks about that. God is, has, has always been producing great work, like perfect work for that, ev- that time of in, in the evolution of this universe and then going to the next level. It's like, it's always growing. It's always an expansion and God knows what he is doing. Um, and that's just the label I use God, but I provided a bunch of different other examples. You can also use Allah or Krishna or any in higher form, like higher belief, like higher the power. The universe, you can even say exactly. just believing yeah. in that an, an energy that's behind everything. Exactly. And that it just, it creates all. So even, even the bad stuff, and we can definitely talk into that, um, of how this applies to say like our, like, you know, the person listening to this of like what we may see, see or seem like it's always, this is bad, but it's actually not because Mm -hmm. it's helping us grow and helping us evolve. And so once we start to dive more into the spirituality, then the science starts to make more sense because science, again, it comes out of this, this, uh, this urge in us. Mm-hmm. And, and that's definitely what I wanted to, to dive into in this episode to obviously just to talk, to talk about, but also like to provide some real value into the person listening of like how to tap into that so that you can live a life that you love and really, yeah. really harness your potential because you're here for a reason. There's, <clears throat> yeah. And I, I think, I believe that all the great scientists and all the great people who have really made significant impacts on our world from every perspective like math science anything engineering medicine they've all had a a passion for what they were doing and that Mm -hmm. like insatiable curiosity and they were literally just following what brought them life yes and that's and that came out of tuning into their spiritual side whether they were doing it consciously or unconsciously right because some people will follow their passions and follow their dreams and you talk to them about spirituality and they'll be like dude i don't know what you're talking about yeah. You know, and then there's other people who are super spiritual, but then they don't tune in to what they really would love to do and go after it. So, yeah. you know, <clears throat> like they, they want to, they, they, they're curious about like the, the universal forces and everything like that. But when yeah. it comes to their life, they're like, well, like, I don't know about myself. I don't think I'm enough. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, I, yeah <laughs> I, I think it's, it's important for everyone to understand from my perspective, at least when you, if you look at most major religions, the the teaching in it is that you as a human being are not separate from that force. So you're not separate from God. You're not separate from the creator. You're not separate from this universal energy. Mm -hmm. And so when you follow that logic train a little further, what if 
the universe, this universal energy God created humans so that there was a conduit for the one energy that is everything to express through a physical creative being so that it can bring about and experience and express itself and figure out things. And you know what I mean? Yeah. So we all are from this one force, but we all have a unique expression of it because the universe God, you know, is, is trying to expand itself and it's trying to discover more of itself. And, you know, and just going forward for, for this episode, if we say like God universe, we we're in, it's interchangeable. So I don't have to yeah, keep of saying, course. you know, like, so I, it's, yeah, I've been, I've been saying, <clears throat> I've been using God like that, that label more and more. And it's only been the last like month or two that I've been really like feeling solid with saying God, because, you know, you and I, we grew up uh, Catholic and mm. there's a lot of just, uh, just, um, dogma, I think is the correct word to say. Uh, of like certain words and God being one of them is like when I was a child, I thought God was like a man in the sky with like a white robe and gray hair. Mm -hmm. But like as my perception has, has evolved, it's, it's now like God is representing the grand overall design, like everything, like all that, this, this energy, as you were saying, like that literally all of our physical reality. And this is why I've been shying away from saying the universe as, as interchangeable because the universe is the physical manifestation of the creator it's the creation that's what i say but it but it does it is imbued like the universe like all physical things are imbued with god are imbued Mm -hmm. with this energy so it is you know it's 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 just perception just personally for me i've been using god so yeah i'm i'm with you on that it's just yeah Yeah. for listeners whatever you want to input for yourself to make you feel comfortable because it's about you expanding your consciousness Mm -hmm. so as a, as a life coach, when someone asks you, what do you think my purpose is here? Or what mm. do you think humans, like, what do you think our purpose is here? Why are we here? What, what yeah. do you tell them? Well, it's a loaded question because there is a basic answer, but then there is an answer that can only be answered by the person asking it. So the, the basic answer that goes all, that for everyone is to evolve. Mm-hmm. It's it, that goes back for millions of years, not just our, how long humans have been alive, but just since the, the, the dawn of creation, like, and science goes back to have like the, the, um, the big bang, you know, ever since then, it's just been growing and evolving and expanding. Like that's just the nature of life. That's the purpose of life is to grow and evolve. It's so simple, simple and simplistic, but there's a lot of power behind that because then you come to yourself as the person asking you know, what is my purpose? Well, it's to grow and evolve. So what does that mean to you? Mm-hmm. Because it'll be unique to every single one of us. And that goes back to a quote that we said in the first episode, um, towards the end of it, I said a quote by Howard Thurman, um, who was uh, Martin Luther King Jr.'s mentor. And he said, don't ask what the world needs, ask what makes you come alive, because what the world needs is more people who have come alive. Mm-hmm. And that's speaking to like, what's your purpose is what you feel is like most resonant with you, like what you feel you really want to do, what you feel that would light your soul on fire. That's what is going to evolve you. And that's what it's going to unearth some limiting beliefs that you need to let go of in order to Mm -hmm. then live that greater, freer life that you have within your heart and in your mind and your imagination. Um, And that's the process. And that's what I help people do as a life coach. Yeah. um, Is grow and evolve. But yeah, that's, it's, it's so simple, but that, that, piece of like knowing what you would love 
is a whole, I mean, we could, we could spend the next 20, 30 minutes just on that and even have a whole nother episode, but I'm, and I'm happy to, I want to go, I definitely want to go into that a bit uh, on this episode, but, um, but I'll pause there. Does that answer your question? Yeah. And I think you brought up some really good points and what stuck out for me was, I think people need to, you said it's up to the person who's asking the question. So like my purpose in life, although it's grounded in a similar energy, the expression of it's going to be different for me than it is for you, than it is for the next person or our parents or whoever. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important for people to realize that because I think when you're growing up, you tend to, there tends to be this, this pattern of what, or this, yeah, this pattern of what people think success is Mm. and they grow up and it's like, Oh, if I'm making this amount of money and if I'm married at this time and if I have this many kids and if I live here and you know, if I do this, this, and this, like I will be happy and I'll be successful Mm -hmm. and society places that on us, whether it's on purpose or by accident, that's not really the point of my message, but it's about people understanding that their happiness and their level of success it's in their dominion to define what that is for themselves. Yeah. And then once you can get to that place defining what success and happiness and your purpose means to you, then you're free because then you're not, you're not tied down by what society deems as successful. You're living by your own code and your own standard at that point. And then you can start being more expansive with what it is that you would actually want to do because it's, it's just you and you, Mm -hmm. and you're asking yourself those deep questions of what would I love Mm -hmm. instead of what do I think society loves and what do I think society would want me to do or, or what, what do I think society perceives as successful? And let me go do that. Yeah. Quick note about that though. Cause like what you're sharing is like, well, what, like the, the, what usually people say or think is like what a society think or what a society say is success. Like, it's very subtle. And I know that when people are listening to this, they'll, they'll get it like what you just shared, mm-hmm. but I want to really break it down so that people really like are hearing this like consciously um, and integrating it in their life is that those thoughts are not going to sound like that. It's not going to be like, Oh, like I, I'm realizing that I'm, I, what I've wanted is what society has wanted for me. No, like the, it's, it's, it's like you have this thought in your mind and you've had it for maybe like months or years where it's like, okay, success is having that house, having the family, having the money, having the car. Um, but that's, you actually believe that that's mm-hmm. what you want. But then when you start to ask these deeper questions of what do I really want? Like, is this truly my desire? Like you'll know it within yourself. And like, there is, there's like a, and this is where like the spirit comes into this. Like you're, you just won't be fully settled or fully fulfilled when even just thinking about that, that greater, freer life that is, that is deemed worthy by society. Like unless, it, unless that is truly like what you would want in your heart, then it will be, there will be like this resonance. And this mm-hmm. is where I was mentioning about um, the beginning of this is that like it's kind of intangible, hard to talk about because it's a feeling. It's, it's an experience. You can't really put into a words, but that's the best that I can do about it. Um, but it's just knowing like what that is for you. And the, so the questions you got to start asking yourself is do, is this what I really want? Or is that, have I developed that desire based on other people's experiences and what other people say or do or what mm-hmm. I see? So like start questioning yourself so that, cause the, the thoughts are always like, well, what do I want? Or what, like, like I want this, I want that. Like, it's never like, oh, society want, like, you know, wants that, you know? So I wanted to break that down really quick. 
Cause like yeah. we talk about it that way. Cause we're aware we've, we've broken down those beliefs that we've been impressed upon by society. And now since we are aware of that and have let go of that, we label it as like, yes, that's from society. Does that make yeah. sense? No, it does. Yeah. And okay. <clears throat> I think that that's, I'm happy that you broke it down that way. And I think it comes down to like a nervous system response. Like when you think about what you'd really would love to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go from a personal example because I don't want to speak for anyone else. But when I was back in my job as an accountant and I was thinking about when I was miserable and I didn't like it and I was thinking about what I would really want to do, when I asked myself the question of what do I want to do, I the answer that came to me was I, I thought it was expansive, but it was inside a box of my current circumstances and situations of what I thought that I could have based yes. on my education, how old I was, my current skill set. And I boxed myself in. Yep. So as an accountant, as a CPA, I was like, okay, um, maybe I'll, I can try to get a job as an accountant at a company I like, like the Lego company or Nike. Mm. And then when I would put myself in that situation, I would feel a little bit better. And I thought that that was, being, that was myself being like, yes, like, this is what I would actually like. But then when I got deeper into it, it really wasn't. Mm. And so one question that really helped me to really break those the the circumstances and the box down that I, I had myself boxed in was what would I love to do if time money or education didn't matter and mm-hmm. you you had taught me that question and so when you asked that and you always said just, it doesn't matter how doesn't matter like don't even think about how you're gonna do it just put the how on hold and mm-hmm. think about the what because when you think about the what and you don't think about the how you completely take your mind and your attention and your nervous system off of the physical reality and you enter into the world of imagination and in the world of imagination you can think about anything mm-hmm. you know you can really think about anything and then that's when stuff gets starts to get fun because then you can really get to the core of what do i actually want yeah yeah you yeah you bring up a really good point and that's so two things you said that I wanted to highlight and like add my own spin on it is like you said um, that don't focus on the how, focus on what, because the how, this is what I interpret as when you think about how it's all going to happen. Like if you think, you know, I would really love to start my own business or I would really love to write a book or I would really love in your case, Chris, to be an acupuncturist. But the how was meaning that you had to quit and then go back to school. And so it's a lot of like, oh my God, like it's a lot of time or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like the how could get in the way. But if you focus on what you would love, then the how won't even really matter. But if you focus on the how, it chokes out the what. As in it, it, it stops you, it stops the creative flow that comes through. And honestly, not even creative flow, but it just stops the flow of life mm-hmm. coming through you like that you feel more alive. Like we're not talking about just like an incremental increase in happiness, like just small little thing. Like you were talking about just getting, you know, a job at a different company that you resonated with more. This is talking about a complete upheaval of your life so that your soul feels free, not, not contained or limited. And that again is unique to every single one of us. Um, so it's asking those questions of like, you know, what would I love? Um, and I, I said there was two things I wanted to respond to, but I can't think of the second thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's almost like it's like reverse engineering the how kind of so like if you think about what you want and then you immediately start thinking about the how you you have to like tie all these dots together that you yeah. don't necessarily see yeah but if you focus on the what and you develop a faith and you develop this confidence that you're going to get it mm-hmm. then from that state you can ask what can i do right now that can move me in the direction of that dream 
you'll get an answer and then you can start taking that step. And then from that next step, another one will present itself to you. And there was a great teaching story that Mary brings up about um, the people walking in the desert like at night and they Mm -hmm. had lamps strapped to their feet. Yes. Back in the old days. Yeah. And they were able to walk across the entire pitch black desert by stepping one foot in front of the other one at a time. Yep. And you know, you couldn't see the whole path about how they were going to get there, but each time they took a step, it lit up the path for the next step. Mm -hmm. And so if you have a destination of where you want to end up and you're really solid on that, you can start taking those incremental steps. But if you're so focused on the how and you're trying to figure out every single step and connect the dots before it happens, you're never going to take the first step because it's, it's almost impossible when you're really thinking about a dream to, to know all the steps up front. Yeah. So, and on top of that, like, we're talking a lot about like, like the what and the how, like, so like focusing on what you want and that comes from your desire of like what you would love. And that comes from your imagination, which is a part of your spirit. Like you have infinite, like your imagination is infinite. And then how it's like you start to like you were just sharing if like the steps to take will be revealed once you generate like like connect with the vibration, the frequency of what you would love uh, by imagining it as if it was real, which our brain cannot tell the difference between something vividly imagined and something in our physical reality. Um, But then from there, like, you know, there's that's like we're getting into like the trenches of like, like, like how this all works. But I want to take a step back for a second and and reconnect with why like why this all matters um and why this this works because someone may be listening and being like okay that that sounds great like i could see the the reasoning behind that but like you really like you mentioned faith you know like you have to have the faith like where does that come from like it's it's going back to just knowing and having a deep belief in this the creator in god because it has created all things and it is, it is helping all things evolve. And I mentioned that everything in fi- our physical reality, including ourselves, is imbued with God. And so therefore, everything is seeking growth and evolution. And your, your desire, your true desire, what you would absolutely love that would light you up, that would, uh, that would light your soul on fire and feel, you feel free and fulfilled that is good. Like it comes from life. It comes from God. And as you take those steps, like the first step that you see, then God is going to take thousands of steps towards you as in you're going to receive the support that is necessary and need. And there's, there's, there's tens of thousands of stories like that. Mm-hmm. And like Chris, your story is like that. My story is like that too. Like I wouldn't be here owning, like I, I'm, I'm about to celebrate two years of my business in, in a month and a half. Um, I've, I've never owned my own business and now I've my own business. Um, I'm in like, I've a relationship that I'm, I'm so deeply like, in love, like this woman I'm, I'm so deeply in love with. Um, I've earned more money in this past year than I've earned in any year like ever, ever worked. My health is better. So like I've had this expansion, this growth, but it wasn't always that way. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was in a place like you were Chris, like, uh, and maybe our listeners, like I was in, I was in a career path that I didn't resonate with. And I just didn't feel like it was for me, but it was logical. I would make great money. It was respectable to be a pharmacist. And like my path was cut out for me, but I didn't resonate with it. And and I'm so glad I started to listen to that voice within that was saying like, do something different. Mm -hmm. And, and as I listened to that, cause I had no idea, like at that time, like I wasn't even that super clear on like what I really wanted. Um, I just knew what I didn't want and I moved towards what would be, would bring me more life, which was to leave pharmacy. 
And so like doors started opening up. Like I could honestly like tell my story for a good half an hour of like all the different things that literally just like fell into place or fell into yeah. my lap because I was following that, 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 that guidance, that, that feeling. I like things that just came out of the blue. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> yeah. And just to kind of add in just a tiny bit of science into this part. Oh yeah. Um, because your, your brain, there's a specific part of your brain called the reticular activating system. It's a bundle of sensory neurons in your brainstem that filters sensory information from your environment so that your brain doesn't suffer from sensory overload. So now when you're going throughout your life and you have a specific goal or a specific vision that you want to bring about, your reticular activating system will let through sensory information that's related to that goal through to the higher centers of your brain, to the cerebral cortex, so that you can process it. But if you aren't thinking about what you want, the reticular activating system is just going to filter that out like noise. And you're going to think, how come I'm not seeing any opportunities that I want in my life? It's because you're not focusing on it. You're not, you're not working with your physiology and with your biology and with this amazing human body, this system that you've been granted and given to help you along that path. And so that was me. Like when I was really anxious and really depressed in my job as an accountant, my reticular activating system would filter out opportunities to be happy because I was so stuck in that state of anxiety and depression. And I would wonder why everything in my life was painted with that, that, you know, that dark color for, for lack of a better word. And so mm. I think that that's the really important to understand that when you really decide on what you want, your body's designed to help you. Yeah. Your physiology is designed to help you with it, but you need to give it a clear vision. You need to be clear on what you'd want. You need to start, you know, thinking about it and it's fun when you really start, when you start imagining and you step into that imaginal realm, because again, like the boundaries of your circumstances and situations, no matter how bad they are, no matter how hopeless they seem, they just melt away. And you're, you step into the creative center and you're like, yo, I can be and become and build whatever I want. It's like yeah, connecting start- back to like, what, like the imagination, like as you were a kid again. Yeah. Do you remember playing with Legos? Like we would just build stuff oh, and yeah. like build cities and crash planes and like it was yeah it's amazing <laughs> <laughs> yeah and we could we could live life with that same curiosity and that same joy for exploration as adults yeah we have that capacity like the those parts of our brain didn't turn off no just under underused like we need to just mm-hmm. allow it's allowing like mm-hmm. that word i've loved that word over the last few years of allowing things to happen like it's still, it doesn't mean to say that you're like just like sitting back and relaxing and not doing anything. But like when you dive into what you want, you need to allow yourself to, to know what you want and to know what would make your heart sing and to know what would light you up and allowing that because a lot of times it's just buried under, mm-hmm. under logic. Like, oh, well, I don't like, I want to be a writer. I mean, writers don't make money. Like, like, uh, what if I fail? Like, you know, we start to like limit ourselves and like edit our own thinking about what we want before we even allow it to have like to shape into a dream. Yeah. And so it, it takes some work, but it's so worth it. Like you said, it gets, it gets to be. Yeah. And just, I mean, just to also tie in some science there to the, the people who think about, let's do your example about, oh, I want to be a writer. And then your next thought is all oh, but writers don't make money. Again, mm-hmm. that, that's your nervous system kicking in to keep you safe. Mm-hmm. And most times when our nervous system kicks in to try to keep us safe, especially when it's around 
our dreams and doing what we want, the voice that it kicks in with is the voice. Of, it's a voice of reason. Yeah. It, it tries to reason with you, but it's, it's most of the time, it's one of my favorite Jim Carrey quotes. It's most of the time it's fear disguised as practicality. Yeah. So I don't want to be a writer. It's more practical to be an accountant. Like I don't, I, I can't quit my job and go back to school for four years to study medicine because it's more practical to be an accountant because in four years I could be making X amount of money and I'm going to have to pay all this money for school. And then I, like, you know, that your thought, your thoughts start to get the best of you. But mm-hmm. when you realize that it's just your nervous system trying to keep you safe and evolutionarily, your nervous system has been very good at that. You know, you can start to, you can start to be a, like, cut yourself a little bit more slack. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that, that's what happened to me a lot, man. Like when I thought about what I really wanted to do though, like my nervous system kicked in hard and it was mm-hmm. like, ah, five yeah, gotta years be, school. Yeah. Gotta be aware of it. And yeah. use like, we also mentioned another thing on, on the first episode, um, a tool to help you in, in navigating that gap between like, you know, what is going to shoot up in your mind as practicality. And it's using the tool of noticing what you're noticing because as you notice your thoughts and notice your feelings, you can, and noticing that you can notice those things, then you start to detach from them as your reality. Like they still are a part of you. It's your human nature and it's okay that it's coming up. In fact, it's actually good. A lot of people, like when they like start thinking of like doubting thoughts, they think it's bad, but it's actually good because that's, that's, it's a sign that you're on your growing edge. Mm-hmm. It's like you're at the edge of your comfort zone and you're, you're bumping up against it. And so in those moments is the beautiful opportunity to connect back with what you really want, not based on circumstances, because you never know. It could work out way easier than you're thinking because mm-hmm. we only have a certain, uh, like our viewpoint or our perception is only, it's, is limited. It's, it's, it's not all seeing like, like that, the, the eye of God is the, the mind of God. It's all seeing it's ever present. It's um, om, it's omnipotent. And so as you connect with that energy, with that, that part of you that wants to grow, that is God, that is life, that is source, that is spirit. Then, then you can trust that because it all, it always and only goes for what's evolutionary and more expansive for all involved. Mm-hmm. And so you could easily say like, you know, that, that fear thought, that practicality, that doubting, like get, get behind me, like get in the back seat. Like I being the soul that is incarnated in this flesh am the driver of this car. And mm-hmm. I'm going to choose what I want, despite what may seem like it's going to be difficult or challenging or, or it's, it's impossible. Just yeah. go for it. Because like when, one thing you just said, um, at the, not just said, but in the beginning that like all like major, um, scientific like discoveries and like, like things have come to like fruition is like all from like a passion like someone who had passion and didn't believe in like the impossibility of things. Yeah. It's, it's, it's having this ability to look at the world around you and like truly understand that everything that we call life, like all of the laws and all of the buildings and all of the, just the structure of life was made up by humans Mm -hmm. and like, you're a human. So you can actually, you can actually make a dent on it if you would really love to do it. Um, Do it. Yeah. And you know, I think I like what you said about the fear and being like, put it behind you. Mm-hmm. I think that's another like perception that people have where it's like, Oh, like if I, if I truly would really love to do this, then like, I sh- wouldn't be afraid to do it. Yeah. But it's like, no, <laughs> like, you're going to be afraid. Like f- fear is just a part of life. And again, it's your nervous system's response to being like, yo, we're about to do something we've never done before. 
but yep. that, it's not a stop sign though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Good point. It's like a qualifier. It's like, you're supposed to do things afraid. Yeah, exactly. Like we're built for that. Mm-hmm. So let's bring this episode in for a landing. We're at about like 30 minutes or so. It's okay. just been a solid episode, but um, I want to make this a bit more uh, bite-sized so that, so it's not just like something that's like, you know, rattling in someone's mind or just like mull, they're mulling it over, but like doing something about it. So in my end to like wrap this all up, what I would love for you, the person who's listening, a challenge to you is to just do one thing this week that you haven't done before or that you have put off or that, you know, that would give you life, but you have just not allowed yourself to do and go do it. Mm-hmm. Like it could, it could be as simple as, as going for a ride on your bike or going to a painting class or, or doing some research on a, a path that you want to choose. Like just do something, take a baby step and put enough of those baby steps together and you can you can travel any length of any path that can lead to the life that you want but it mm-hmm. you have to begin like you cannot keep it in your mind you need to take action do something this week awesome anything would, else from you i mean i was just gonna i would definitely echo that and i would i would challenge everyone to just get inside that imaginal realm and forget about circumstances and situations and just let yourself be expansive and truly start to think about what you would love to do if time, money, or education didn't matter. That was like the best question that I ever asked myself because mm. I never ever thought about what I wanted to do if money didn't matter. Yeah. Up until I asked, up until I asked myself that question. Yep. Because when you ask yourself that question, then I think you can truly get to the core and the essence of what you would love to do. Because let's say like you won the lottery, like you won $10 million. Like, what would you do with it? Like, yeah, you might say, Oh, I take a vacation and, you know, or buy a beach house somewhere and live for a year, but think further. Like there's, there's going to be something that you're going to want to do something. You're going to want to bring about something that's going to give you life. And you're going to feel so free to do it because money doesn't matter. Mm. So that would be my challenge. Like if money didn't matter, time didn't matter. Your education didn't matter. Your life situation didn't matter. What would you love to do? And then just start thinking about it. You don't have to, it doesn't have to all, you don't have to like, take all the steps now, but just start there and start in your mind and start being expansive and thinking about what you'd love. Dope. All right. So yeah, go do these things. Like don't let this just be inspiration or rather entertainment. Like let it be an inspiration to action so that you can change your life and we'll see you on the next episode. That's it for today. So thanks for tuning in. And we really hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we enjoyed recording it. So any questions, any comments, just connect with us on Instagram. You could always DM us at Kevin Francis Carton and at Chris J. Carton. And also, if you feel guided to, the one thing we do ask is for you to please rate the podcast and leave us a review. This way we can reach more people and impact more lives with this amazing information. With that, we'll see you on the next episode.